Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. We are live in Concord, North Carolina. Well, if you're watching us Tuesday at noon, we're live. If you're watching us later on, well, you missed us live, but we are here in Concord, <laughs> North Carolina, and joined, as always is the case, by Aaron Evernham. Hello, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. I am well. We're in that post-Knoxville era. The, the, the High Limit Series is messing all of this up. Yeah. <laughs> because we cannot enjoy the post-Knoxville hangover and quiet because they're racing tonight, which I, is I all like good, it. I like it. I like it. I don't want to be, yeah, the yeah. sadness of Knoxville. It's good. Right. We got something. Get to, we back got, on the wagon. Got something to get back on the wagon with. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but Knoxville Nationals, um, it just appears like it was wild event, um, incredible race for Kyle Larson. Not necessarily a great race for everybody to watch. It was fine. I, lo I love excellence. Yeah, there was and still we a ton Kyle. of action within the field. Within the field, there was a lot of action, the yeah. gravel coming from the back to the front. But, boy, what a day for Kyle Larson. Man, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what a day for him. He was, he, he was on stun. Yeah, and, I mean, and it looks easy. Yeah, He makes that's it the thing. look easy. And we're going to talk to Kyle today. And I think that's that's the that's the coolest part about uh, we have had so many neat things with Wing Nation, and I've thought about this a lot. Our relationship with Kyle Larson is one of my favorite things. Yeah, we talked to him when he was a kid that won the Trophy Cup. Kendra and I talked to him, and we have been talking to him ever since. Yeah, uh, in 2020 when he was in Sprint Car Land and not in NASCAR Land. We were one of the only outlets that had regular conversations with him. We respected where he was at yep. and everything. And when Craiger reaches out, we we don't we don't wear these people out. Yeah. But when Craiger reaches out, um, they're like, yeah, let's see if we can schedule it. And here we are. We're talking. Yeah, to Kyle we're Wilson. talking to a NASCAR, IndyCar, the, late model, yeah. modified. The one time we stuff. were doing the one time uh, two years ago in 2021 after he won the nationals. He texts back and he says, are you doing the show live at MRN or doing the show at MRN? We were doing it at 2 o'clock Monday, the TV show. He says, are you doing it at MRN at 2 o'clock? And Craig sends back and says, yes. He says, well, I've got a competition meeting at Hendrick. I'm going to be driving right by there. Why don't I just drop by the studio? And it's like, drop yeah. by the studio. I mean, in, and I just enjoy the, the conversations we've had over the years with Kyle. And we're going to have another good one today. Yeah. And I'm still honored that he got my autograph when he was just a little one. He did get an autograph yeah, from Aaron Evernham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it's what inspired him to do what he's yeah, doing now. Yeah. The Aaron Crocker at the time <laughs> autograph inspired him to the great things he's sure, doing now. Sure. Um, he won it in 2021, one of eight drivers to win it. Uh, it was a flag to flag win. That's only the Sheesh. second nationals that have been a flag to flag win. Donnie Schatz did it one time. Yep. Imagine that. Yeah, shocker. Yeah. Um, but fascinating stuff. Uh, gravel 22nd to second, um, great stuff. Uh, David is our guest on our television program mm -hmm. this week. Um, you were filling in for Ashley. So you and I talked, we've already done it. We've already recorded it. We've already talked to David, uh, Donnie shots third to third. So it was a solid day for Donnie. Yep. Um, you know, um, and then, uh, I love this one. We talked to this guy a week or so back, Chase Randall, rookie of the race. Um, 
That Wednesday prelim night with him and Donnie. That was awesome. Man. You know, I, I almost wore his shirt today, and then I got busy. I'd take Kate to ride oh, her yeah, because he, he I'd sitting on my dresser. I was going to wear it today. Oh, it yeah, because little... he was uh, he was all around Knoxville wearing the Wing Nation Exactly, yeah, and I'm kind of so cool. mad I didn't get time to swap it out. But, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I just think it's so neat. We've talked so much about this in the sport, the 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 young talent, mm-hmm. the 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 who's going to fill their shoes when 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 Donnie decides he's had enough and and face it, Brad's become one of the veterans now. He doesn't seem to slow down at all. Um, but you know, it's like well, there's, there's the Chase Randalls of the world and people like that yep. that are just like, let me have a shot at it, put me in coach. Yeah, I'm I mean, ready. we all worried when Steve Kinzer was retiring. Well, well. Remember that? <laughs> My God, we're doing Wing Nation and we were losing Steve and Sammy was down. Well, Sammy's still about the same schedule, but shows up and wins a couple times a year. Yeah, you know, and and we're like, sports never going to be the same. Yeah. There's no way this is going to happen. And the sport has exploded since. Yes. And it's good to see him still enjoying himself at the Knoxville. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Julie Delansky had a picture of uh, looked like the king and his court. Um, but, of course, you could argue who was the king. Was it? Was it Craig Kinzer? Was it Craig Delansky? Was it uh, was, was T-Mac, T-Mac was in there? Jack Hodenshield. Jack Hodenshield was there. It was a crowd. Jason Sides was there. TK T- was there. It was probably Jason Sides as the king in his court. Is yeah, what it boils yeah. down to. The stories because, they could tell because they were probably partaking. No, they were not probably partaking. They all had one in their hand. I was just going to say it was they pretty were obvious in the photo. So actually, and it was probably at the Sides Bar and Grill. So maybe Jason was the king. Yeah, it's the king in his court. <laughs> But I, I just... Um, I love that photo. I do, too. That photo is just like, oh, my gosh. Like that is the, so good. Yeah, that's yeah. my era of royalty. That is, that is really, really good. Yeah. So, uh, good times. And, yes, oh, by the way, uh, somebody tweeted on Sunday morning, the sides bar and grill remains undefeated. <laughs> my understanding is, and those of you that were there probably know more than this, it was epic, and there was incidents that will go on forever and ever, <laughs> including windshields exploded out of cars and some kind of a police vehicle incident. So we're still trying to track this down. But the sides bar and uh, grill is undefeated. Yeah. No um, surprise there. No really. surprise there. No, yeah, no, no, no. And that's that's one that that that's one of those places, too. I mean, and I know we all love the dingus and we all love this and we all love that. But I'm telling you, the sides bar and grill can is as many years has led every lap at Knoxville. <laughs> They have led every lap yeah, in Knoxville. especially after 12 a.m. Man, oh, man. The problem is the sides bar and grill sometimes will impact your ability to go to Dingus again because if you're going to choose, you're choosing the sides bar and grill. Dingus is, and I love Dingus, and this is no offense to you, AJ. Laws are you got to shut down at 1 o'clock. You're a warm-up band. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's great. It is fun. Fun stuff out of Knoxville. And we hope, you know, everybody that was out there, y'all enjoyed it. This is this is our high holy days of Sprint Card. This We have something with the Knoxville Nationals that is really special. Yeah. We have something that every form of sports, not motorsports, every form of sports wishes they have. And there's a lot of great events and a lot of sports yeah. have them, but they all are trying to create things. We have our very own in the sprint car world, the Knoxville Nationals, and there are a whole lot of eyes from a whole lot of other sports, not just racing, sports that are looking at this thing and saying, man, what have they got going on yeah. out there? For when us, you, yes. Yeah, you couldn't get a pit pass. Right. When Knoxville is not only sold out in the grandstands, but you yeah. can no longer get a pit pass. Yes, exactly. That's, That's saying a lot. So my, my point is, my point is not to brag, I mean, it is to brag a little bit, but enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy what we have with the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, I remember going there 20 years ago, and certainly the biggest race of the year, but that backstretch grandstands would be maybe yeah. half full. Oh, like my it God. Was, you, yeah. couldn't, you couldn't squeeze another person in there. Now, They're hanging yeah. out of the Hall of Fame. They're hanging out of the <laughs> roof of the Hall of Fame. It's like, you know. I mean, it's, it's nuts. So good stuff. So great, great stuff. That's for sure. Uh, there was other racing, uh, other winners. Well, there's only one other winner. No, this year, it's all Freddie Raymer. Um, Freddie won a Friday night at Big Diamond, Saturday night at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway, his 11th win of the season. You and I were talking yesterday on the program. Yeah. And somebody tweeted about this. A Raymer dominating at Lincoln. We've not seen this before. Yeah, this, it's Freddie. Yeah. But this, this is, this is, he's starting to show signs of his old man. Yep. His old man would, his old man had Dominated those years. There, his yep. old man had those years 
where he was just and and Freddie's gotten to the point now where he's got enough people hacked off at him too. They're just like the old man too. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a little a controversy. Little there. controversy. He there. seems a little quieter about his controversy. He's, he's a little quieter off the racetrack, but he's uh, hammered. I wonder out. why. I mean, maybe growing up, he watched. Well, he you probably, know, well, he probably couldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, uh, and and but I just you know we're we're here and we're done with Knoxville and we've got the Jackson Nash. So we're going to talk to Doug Johnson also. Or, Kyle Larson and Doug Johnson, but then you know what comes up in September. It's the Pennsylvania month of money. Um, And it's just, you know that it's going through the roof this Mm -hmm. year. You just, you just, it's going to be insane what's going to happen there. And uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch and to see, you know, because the the, the Dirt Classic's at Lincoln, so we'll see where Freddie stacks up there. But he picked up wins 13 and 14 on the season, (laughs) Big Diamond Lincoln. I like this one too. Dale Blaney picked up his third win of the season at Clinton County. Uh, Dale had been away from the sport, and it's really, really nice. And here he is, three wins. I, I don't, I'm not busting on Dale at all, but like his last season or last couple of seasons, he might have gotten three wins, but he struggled. Yeah, I know he he had told us in the Zemco car he had not won in a long time in the Zemco car. Yeah, and so um, good to see. Good to see, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of Zemco car, silly season. Oh, these are Hefner Racing product hot topics, by the way. Um, it appears that Hunter Schoenberg is going to be in the Zemco yep. car for the port races. Good for them. Good for him. Um, as um, Logan has moved over to the 69K. Um, and then uh, just announced yesterday, Tanner Holmes is in the Shark Racing 1A for Jacob Allen for the rest of the season as Jacob takes some time off. I don't remember a silly season anywhere like this in the sprint car world ever. You know, like this is like old school NASCAR silly season. Yes, absolutely. Justin Fiedler says, I'm tired of changes. I'm tired of driver (laughs) changes. Okay. We got to get to this quick because we got Kyle Larson coming up. HRP Wings, the original recessed rivet wing manufacturer, used wind tunnel and on-track performance testing to outpace industry and design innovation and functionality. You can find out more at www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. We're going to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Kyle Larson joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th, with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Back in his Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Having the time of our life, we are. And they had the time of their life at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum out there. A lot of pictures I, know, I saw. I missed it this it year. sounded like a good time. Sound like a real good time. That's for sure. Yep. So, uh, are we good here, Craiger? Well, we're working on work. Okay. Just let me know, Craiger, when we got what we when, when we got Mr. Larson on the phone. Let's uh, let's do that. But let's talk about Spring Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar because one of my favorites. Uh, uh, later on this week, let's do Hal Robson, Granville Henry, uh, Hank Henry, John Mahoney, Dick Wallen, Steve Stapp. Guy Forbrook has a birthday coming up. Yesterday is the birthday of one of my favorites. Ron Shaver, the 2012 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Ron started his career in the 60s and 70s with drag racing and was the premier engine builder in drag racing. And if you don't believe me, uh, mention his name to Cruz Pedregon. Because when you mention his name to Cruz Pedregon, it's like royalty. I mean, and, and the Pentagon family goes back, yeah. in spring, goes back in drag, drag racing, racing forever. Yep. And he was like, you know, I, I mentioned something about doing this with Ron Shaver, and he's like, 
Ah, Ron Shaver. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get him to build this engine for me and that engine for me and everything else. So uh, he was convinced uh, to go and build a couple sprint car engines, and he had success with Bruce Brom Sr. and Bruce Brom Jr. and Dean Thompson. And then a guy by the name of Kenny Woodruff took him under his wing. You've heard of Kenny Woodruff. Yeah, yeah. a time or two. Yeah. Um, aye, aye, aye. It started in the Danny Smith-driven uh, mm-hmm. gambler car, and it moved to California with Brent Kading. And it moved to Ohio and across the country with Dave Blaney. And it moved to Oklahoma and across the Midwest with Bobby Davis Jr. And it moved also to, to, to Donnie Shots. <laughs> and I was lit and I started to, I started to type, you know, Knoxville Nationals. Yeah. And I'm like, I just yeah. wrote this out. He has won every major race most multiple times. <laughs> I mean, Ron Shaver yeah. is a genius. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and a wonderful guy, wonderful guy. I've had a chance. Our Thursday night tradition at PRI um, has been Kelly Westfall, yep. and of course Westfalls are involved with the shaver with yep. the engine deal. Kelly and when Ron is at PRI, Ron Ron's part of the the dinner party. Terry Gray and Morgan, and we end up with a whole bunch of the Memphis sprint car fans as our sprint car community as well. Um, we just go to uh, Buca de Beppo. And uh, mm, yeah, I know. And Ron Shaver, <laughs> Ron Shaver is equally as has a great prowess in that restaurant as he does on the dino. Um, we go in there and we've just had the most wonderful visits. I mean, That's he fun. is just he could not be a more down to earth, wonderful guy. Yeah. And you're talking to him and you're just kind of BSing and hanging out. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a minute. This is Ron Shaver. Yeah. Yeah. know. I mean, and we're just, you know, we're just. We're just so fortunate in the sprint car world to have people that that are that are geniuses and that you can communicate with and and relate to. Yep. And uh, I went out to his shop one time and did a did a did a piece for a dyno company. I was doing some consulting with, and just sitting in his office talking to him, and it's like, oh my gosh, I just can't yeah. believe this. He just is a wonderful person, and it's so um, so exciting. Uh, to see him honored uh, as he has been since 2012. So we're 11 years into it and forever enshrined at the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. So just just phenomenal stuff. And I, and I love that place out there. And that's what I love about it. So yeah. really, really cool stuff. Yeah. I miss getting there this year. Yeah. Yeah. So did the it's gift shop. The gift shop sales were down. <laughs> gift shop. That's what yeah. I understand is gift Kate shop and I sales. do a pretty good. Well, yeah. Ray and his books. Yeah. We, we all kind of. Ray, yeah. The books out yeah, there. That's yeah. That's his favorite area. Yeah. See, I um, That's an area that that up until the last year or so I was, I just keep right on walking. Yeah. Um, but I've become a reader now and, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I would be, I would the... be in trouble there. I would be in trouble. In <laughs> so that we, section. yeah, we do do a good job, but you know, that's why they have online sales online. Yeah. yeah. Sprintcarstuff.com. That's www.sprintcarstuff.com. And uh, you can do that. Also want to tell you, you know, and we always talk about this and of course they have the salute to Williams Grove mm-hmm. and all the events last year. I saw some pictures. Shane Carson looked like he oh, had, gosh, yeah. my gosh, Shane Carson. That autographs. Just, yeah. I love that he just takes it under his wing and it's his thing, and he gets it's his baby. And everyone loves Shane, so well, everyone's willing to do yeah, that. Yeah, you're not going to say no to Shane Carson, exactly, because he's just that guy. He's yeah. that guy. So you're not going to say no to Shane Carson. So he does the autographs. You can find out more at Sprint Car Hall of Fame, SprintCarHOF.com. That's www.SprintCarHOF.com. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us fresh off from that win on Saturday night at the Knoxville Nationals, it's Kyle Larson. Hello, Kyle. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, how are you guys? We are fantastic. Um, just kind of describe, you're a few days removed from it, three days after now being a two-time champion of the Knoxville Nationals. What does it mean to you? What's, uh, what's, what's, what's your, what's your, uh, put your arms around what Saturday night was to you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely uh, <clears throat> you know, great, right? I mean, we all dream of winning the Knoxville Nationals and you know, now to be able to, to do it twice and, you know, in the second time, have a, a near perfect race for us, you know, um, leading every lap and, and never, you know, really being challenged too hard was, uh, you know, something you dream about. So, um, Paul still had the car amazing and, um, was just a lot of fun to drive, you know, it made, it made the decision-making I had to do behind the wheel a little bit easier, you know, knowing that I had such a good car. So, um, just a solid week all around and, and, and great to get another, uh, big win. Kyle, you talk about having a near perfect car, I have no idea what that's even like at a place like Knoxville. You talk about not having that much pressure. What is it like to run the 50 laps and break that race up into almost two sprint car races? And did you make any changes at the halfway point? 
Yeah, no, we didn't make any changes at the halfway point. Just put on uh, two rear tires there. And, um, you know, the track was kind of transitioning uh, just before that break. You know, we ran the bottom for quite a while until I caught traffic and, um, you know, moved up that last run before before the break. And, um, yeah, I felt really good. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't really ask for anything. You know, Paul, you know, said we were also really good. So, yeah, just didn't make any changes. And, and you know, once we restarted, just try to continue doing what I was doing. And, um, you know, when I caught traffic, just try to make the, the right, smart decisions. And, um, you know, the track there, the last probably 15 or so laps is starting to take a little bit of rubber on entry. So I got really nervous because, you know, a lot of times when that place takes rubber, you know, it takes it really quickly and it moves down the racetrack really fast. So I just didn't want to get caught off guard, but, um, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like it was moving down the racetrack very quickly. So, um, just kept pounding the top a little bit and, and I could watch the big screen too and see, you know, gravel was, was making a charge throughout the race and, um, and all that. But I figured if they weren't showing me, you know, that, that must've meant I was, I was doing, doing decent. I was going to ask you about the big screen again, because I heard after the race you say that you, you know, you noticed that Gravel was in second and you knew he started in the back of the field. I mean, I know this is a topic in sprint car racing. People want the big screens gone. But how much how much time do you have to actually look at it? Like I, when I was racing, it was like I'm holding on for dear life and trying to figure out where I'm going. How much do you get to actually look at it? Well, I mean, the, the way it is at, at Knoxville yeah, you really can only look at it when you're coming off a two and down the back stretch for just a, a quick second. And, you know, the, the quality of it, like behind the wheel for us is, is not that great. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to depict like who is what and, and who they're showing, you know, when you're so far away from it, you know, being on a half mile, a lot of times, like on a quarter mile, you're, you're much closer to the big screen or, or, or it's positioned, you know, middle of the straightaway or whatever so you have time to look at it while you're in the corner where Knoxville it's it, you don't have as much time and you're so far away from it that it's kind of hard to see so I mean it's beneficial for sure I mean when you're leading but um it's it's definitely not it's probably the toughest big screen I feel like to to look at you know so um but when you're leading it, it's definitely a tool but I would say if you're any other position besides the lead you're never you're never looking at it Gravel needs to get rid of that bright orange Houston's because that's how you can identify that race car. I'm sure uh, on the on the wing of that thing. So um, fantastic stuff, Kyle. Um, you you've gone out there and you've struggled on prelim nights. You've gone out there and you've succeeded on prelim nights. You succeeded this time. How does that impact just your in, in, beyond your your confidence to some degree? But with the rest of your life, how does that impact the Nationals as well? Knowing that you're locked in in pretty good shape. Yeah, definitely. The prelim nights at nationals are really intense, you know, because there's a lot on the line. Um, we don't typically qualify like the greatest, but we're not bad either. And, and we usually end up starting in you know the, the seventh position, which is <laughs> the worst spot to be in for the heat race. So, which is where we end up, ended up again this year. And um, but it, you know, it worked out. We were in a, in a later heat, and the track was was pretty good. And uh, we're able to get a good start. So um, it's all about getting through one and two good the first corner. And, and thankfully, we were able to do that this year. And then just get to work after that and passing some cars. And honestly, did not expect to win that heat at all. I was hoping just to get to the top four and, and then go racing in the feature. But, um, yeah, it, it's tough. You know, it's, uh, there's, it's so hard for guys who qualify decent to transfer. But then if you don't, you know, if you qualify, like we qualified, I don't know, ninth or something. Like if we wouldn't have transferred, I would have started like sixth or seventh in the B main. Mm-hmm. And that would have been hard to get to top four. And then if you do get to top four, then you're starting deep in the feature and got to pass all those cars to make points. So transferring is really important. And um, if you can just do that, you can have a pretty good, you know, feature and, and be lined up somewhere in the front couple rows for Saturday night. So that's just kind of how it worked out for us. And, um, you know, we had a good car really all weekend, which which makes the the job a little bit easier as well. Kyle, you said sometime after the race that you know this is one of your favorite weeks of the year, and being such a uh, you know passionate sprint car fan myself, it's really cool to hear that. With all the other things you have going on between NASCAR and now IndyCar, your late models, what is it that sets Knoxville apart from all those other amazing events you get to be a part of? Yeah, well, I think 
Well, I mean, the Knoxville staff does such a great job. You know, they 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 grow that event each and every year for the for the experience of the event. You know, it gets better and better every year. And and um, yeah, I mean, I get to go to a lot of big events. You know, some of the biggest events in the world. And I think what Knoxville is able to do with probably a a miniature budget compared to a lot of those big races is um, is spectacular. So. It's got the the small town feel. You know, everybody is there. All your friends are there. A lot of your family's there. Um, you get you get to hang out all week. Like nothing's in a rush. You're not ever driving anywhere. Um, you're just hanging around town. You know, and and the town kind of revolves around the Knox Nationals. So um, it's just super fun. And um, the racetrack is always amazing. You know, the the track prep crew there does the best job in the country um and yeah i mean too it's, it is the biggest race uh for sprint cars all year long so you get excited about that no matter what and um yeah it's just it's just all around good you know they they like i said they find a way to make it better every year you know this year the press conference stuff having the fans involved getting you know music going all the fancy lights and stuff the four wide salute were was much cooler this year than years past and yeah, they just do they just do the best job and and it makes a great experience for the fans as well as all the competitors. That is awesome. That really truly is. Now you talked about all the family being there. Okay, a week ago tonight, your son Owen at English Creek became a Nationals champion. How much pressure did he put on you then <laughs> to go and win your Nationals because he won his on Tuesday night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh that was cool getting to go to English Creek and see him do a good job there. Um, he got the race, you know, in his, in his buddy's cart, uh, you know, Braxton flat. Um, he, he's his teammate, I guess, with Chad Boat in the junior sprint. They have a bunch of go-karts. And so Chase Braxton's dad uh, put together a cart for him to run. So you know, huge thank you to them because he really enjoyed it and, and had a good time hanging out with them for the you know week that he did. And, uh, yeah, he did a good job. He, he got his, his second win. He was bummed. He, he almost won, um, I think it was called Sebastian Speedway. He was leading and got spun by a lapper with like two or three to go. And yeah, I guess that one paid like a thousand to win. And, and Owen, Owen loves, you know, money. So he's a lot <laughs> like his uncle Brad. So, uh, he was pissed. He was, I guess he was crying and, and really upset. So it was good to see him, you know, come back and win yeah, the next race. And, uh, yeah, so he, he's been doing much better this year, and, and he's really been enjoying racing a lot more. So uh, it's been fun to kind of, you know, I can't go to all of them, but it's been fun to, to send him off with his friends and, and go racing and, and trying to uh, you know, make memories with his buddies. That's awesome to hear. I think the, one of the last times I saw Owen, which was uh, maybe a year or so ago, I think he had decided he wanted to retire. So I'm glad he came out of retirement and is doing so well. <laughs> Kyle, you talk yeah. about uh, family being there in Knoxville. Obviously, um, you know, your your brother-in-law is Brad Sweet. I saw your mom and dad were there. Your in-laws were there. How neat is it, like you said, to to have that family support, but to be there all week long with, with them and with the kids? Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, it's, um, which, I mean, we all, we get to get together a lot, but like it's, it's different when we're at Knoxville because we're all camping right by each other. You know, we're hanging out in the camp spot, cooking, you know, just telling old racing stories, stuff like that, you know, all week long. So um, it really just brings not only you and your family closer, but even the, the moments that you get to spend with your friends, you know, you get to you get to build on the memories that you guys already have and, and, and make more of them. And um, it's just it's just I don't know. It's I can go on and on about how special Knoxville is. And it's just all everything about it is just amazing. Amazing indeed, that's for sure. You win the Knoxville Nationals, you haul it off to Indy where you <laughs> unveil your Indianapolis 500 car. What is the re is is that starting to become real seeing the car, the reaction? What is what is the impact? What's the reaction of the Indy 500 been like? <laughs> yeah, no, it was that was definitely a special gosh, I don't know. It was probably only like 8 or 10 hours between, you know, winning yeah. and then <laughs> unveiling that next morning, but um yeah, no, that was really cool. Um, you know, being in Indianapolis and getting to you know showcase the the car that well, both cars that I'll be racing you know that day next May, you know, the Indy car and the Cup cars. So um, that was really special. And I don't know, it it honestly, it's still like sure, it's it's 
more real. I think yeah. all the all the things that I get to little things that I get to do here and there like makes it seem more real, but it still doesn't it still hasn't set in a hundred percent that I'm competing in the Indianapolis five hundred next right. year. Like even standing next to the car, like I don't know, it just doesn't seem real. Like it seems um it's just unbelievable. Like it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time and, and didn't ever know if it would actually happen. And then it's now in front of me, it just doesn't seem real yet. But I think, you know, I'm supposed to test uh, in October. And I think as I get closer to that, that's when it's really going to set in. And, you know, as I'm strapping in or strapping up and, and getting in the car, I think that's when the nerves are really going to hit me. And uh, it's it's definitely going to be real. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. And then you're just trying to learn as much as possible and, um, yeah, try and have a good, a good May. Final question for you. Uh, I'm assuming you're somewhere near Houston Speedway or at Houston Speedway, uh, high limits tonight, $23,000, $23 to win. Uh, how are things with high limits and, and your prospects tonight to go maybe cash another big check? Yeah, no, high limits been great this year. I think, um, it's been successful from our end, obviously. And then, also, you know, I think the fans have really enjoyed it. I think, you know, we've, I think they've really enjoyed the midweek stuff, you know, whether that's, you know, us being able to bring our series to a track close to them to come watch in person or, or even, you know, there's nothing else really to watch on, on, you know, online or on TV this time of year. So, um, you know, a lot of fans have been able to tune in to flow racing and, and watch our events. We've we've definitely put a big emphasis on you know ending the events at a timely uh, in a timely matter, and I think the fans have enjoyed that. The pit areas have been packed after the race, so I, I do think it's been a great you know fan experience, and um, that was probably the most important piece for me uh, with this series was just making making it a fun you know fan event, getting it done at a timely matter, and um, you know getting these the kids home really you know at a not you know super late hour, so. I've enjoyed it. We've gone to a lot of great racetracks too. Had a have had a lot of exciting races, and that's also important as well. So um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work. I think you know less work for me than than probably for Brad or or JP or you know everybody who helps. But um, I think the hard work's been paying off. I think we've done a good job building our brand, and um, you know look forward to whatever is ahead. There we go. That sounds good. Whatever's ahead is Houston's tonight. Folks, you can follow along and watch on Flow Racing. Make sure you have that, that's for sure. Kyle, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks for the time and uh, wish you success tonight and on throughout the balance of the season. But thanks for joining us on Wing Nation. Yeah, thank you, guys. There we go. Kyle Larson joining us here on the program. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shot and the rest of the world of outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Man, oh man, we are locked in. Great guys with Kyle Larson, and uh, now joining us is uh, a guy that has nothing going on in his life right now other than talking to us, and we do appreciate Doug Johnson joining us from up at Jackson Motorplex. Of course, Houston's as well. We just talked a little bit about that. Hello, Doug. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? We are well. Okay, Doug, so you guys plan this Jackson Nationals. You're coming up, and Todd says, let's throw a Houston's in in front of it. <laughs> like, did you – were you excited or did you want to strangle the boss with that one? 
No, actually, I, I we talked about it, and, uh, you know, the reason we did this and we talked with the World of Outlaws before we scheduled this race was to really help our Jackson Nationals car count and our fan base. Sure. And that's the reason we, we did this in the first place. You know, last year, the High Limit Series, they went to Indiana or wherever out there after the Nationals, and those guys that, you know, were racing with it, didn't you know they're not going to probably come back and race the Jackson Nationals unless they're racing for points with the Outlaws and that type of thing. So we all along you know had, had talked about this and and collaboratively we met and talked and uh, kind of agreed upon you know this date and keeping all the cars and the fans in the area is kind of was our ultimate goal to have this race here at Houston on Tuesday night and and like I said the ultimate goal was to to try and help the Jackson Nationals and boost our car count and their fan base. So. Uh, you know, we'll see come Saturday if it, if it worked or not. But, um, you know, that was kind of the plan all along. Doug, I was just going to ask you if you saw that kind of paying off, if you know that some teams are now going to come to Jackson Nationals that maybe hadn't planned on it. Or what is the hype like in, in knowing how many people could just stay in town and do both these races? Well, I'll tell you, Aaron, I'm, I'm more excited for the Jackson Nationals than I think I've ever been, you know, since, since Todd bought jackson motorplex and and uh just for that reason there's a lot of hype but you know um we you know i was i i stopped there sunday on my way home from knoxville and the number of campers that are already in jackson was phenomenal you know so if we can continue to build that and get more and more fans there um you know i i think uh you know hopefully we can keep this date in long term and and uh you know continue to grow the jackson nationals that's that's our ultimate goal is to make that you know, build it back up and get it to one of the marquee events in the entire country again. Well, you guys are certainly pointed in that direction. Now, I'm looking at all of the festivities, Doug, and I go Jackson Nationals. I'm listening to there's Jackson Day Block Party. There's the Downtown Festival. I see something with a uh, Jackson Community Bicycle Ride. Uh, And I I lay all these out to talk about you guys in the community there. It appears to me that you guys may be more so that uh, in Knoxville, we understand it's all integrated there. But you guys have really, really turned this into a community event as well. Absolutely. You know, and, and kudos to the Jackson Chamber. And we've actually have a Jackson Jackson Nationals Committee with a group of race fans that, you know, got together here probably a year and a half or so ago. And they came to me and said, hey, what can we do to help keep people in Jackson and give them more things to do during the day and, and leading up to the racing at night? And, uh, you know, there's a group of about six to eight people that have really kind of put their heads together, have a lot of great ideas, and, and it's it's finally coming to fruition now this year where we're seeing a lot of these different events happening around town, you know, and give people something to do and, and spend their time in town or in Jackson. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what it's all about. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, a big event, and, uh, you know, the, the community is definitely behind it this year, more so than than any other year that we've had the races there. So that's really encouraging and, and great to see. And, uh, you know, I just I can't wait to, to get things started tomorrow. <clears throat> Doug, we just talked with Kyle Larson about his big win this past week. But one of the things he talked about why he loved Knoxville so much was because of all the activities in town and, and what Knoxville has done. And it's exactly what you're doing. You, you kind of hit on it. But how important is that for your people that are going to come in for multiple days or go from Houston to Jackson to have those things during the day that you keep you guys keep adding to? Since we've been there, I think there's even more activities every single year. Yeah, and I think that's a huge part of it, Aaron, is it's just the, the fan experience, you know, mm-hmm. is, is giving those people something to do so, you know, they don't sit around and get bored at their camper or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just I, it, it's an event. And that's what, uh, you know, you go to these even non-racing related events, you know, and, and uh, there's just always something going on, something to do, you know, whether it's a concert or a town festival or anything like that, it's just, a matter of giving the fans different options and different things to, to do and be able to spend their time and, and enjoy it and, and make them want to come back. That mm-hmm. I think is the biggest thing. It's like, you know, uh, the biggest thing I, I hear from Knoxville is, you know, the racing was okay, but damn, we had fun, you know, during the day hanging out with family and friends. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the end of the day is, is enjoy those times together and uh, you know, just hopefully we can continue to build this and, 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 you know, we're never going to be a Knoxville Nationals, but just to give the fans that type of experience is, 
is key, I think, in, in being able to make these type of events happen and, and be successful. Yeah, no, no doubt. It really, truly is. You guys have, it's it's always been, and, and you and I have talked about it, and we've talked a little bit on the air, the, the challenge of Jackson. You know, Houston's, we understand, that's Sunday night tradition. You guys have, you, you guys have gone regular, you've gone specials only. One thing you guys did this year with Jackson is you did this border, or battle of the border war, where you did, you know, Jackson one night, Knoxville the next night and Houston's the next night. You paid $10,000 to win each of them. The, b- beyond the Nationals, are you finding your groove with what's working in Jackson, Minnesota? Well, I don't know. It, it's still, like you said, it's still a struggle to get people there. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's a small town. And, and a lot of the race fans, you know, I look at, you know, it's it's hard to get, I would say, that younger race fan in Jackson. Whereas out here at Houston, it's, you know, our, our our younger fan base is a lot stronger um, just because of the population. And I think that's mm, just yeah. the nature of the beast. There's not a whole lot we can do about that. Just where Jackson's located, it, that's the way it is. But, um, you know, I think I think we've actually, Todd and I had meetings last week with John McCoy and Jason Reed, and, and we're talking, we're working really hard with Knoxville to, to come up with more uh, dates for lo- those border battles like we did this year. We're, I can tell you right now, we're planning on at least two different weekends next year doing that, if not three. So, um, you know, we're working with Knoxville very close to, you know, trying to enhance our 410 sprint cars, uh, you know, in, in the immediate area here in the upper Midwest. And, uh, you know, I think that's key is that we all work together to try and make that happen. But, uh, you know, we had really good meetings last week and, and I think there's definitely some positive that came out of that. And moving forward, I think, uh, you know, you'll see that in our schedule here, you know, real soon when we get ready to release that for 2024. Doug, you know, talking about overcoming those obstacles, we've seen what you and Todd have done with this racetrack from the first year we went there to do Wing Nation till now. You know, even even having to overcome those things, you have to be happy with the growth. I mean, the growth that we saw from the first year, whether it was the the fans in the stands, the people that came to watch our show, the competitors, the campers, there has been some serious growth since you started this event or started it back up, I should say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's the, the tough part is, you know, we changed the date here a few years ago, you know, we were originally in June and then now we moved it to the week we are this year or the week after the nationals. This will be the third year in a row now that it's, it's been the week after the nationals. And and we've kind of seen that it takes three years really to, to build a solid event, to get your fan base, to get your car count back up. And, you know, hopefully with this being the third year of the Jackson nationals in August, again, that we can, you know, continue to see that growth and, and hopefully that will continue. Um, you know, so it, it just takes time. It, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and this doesn't happen overnight. But it definitely takes time to uh, to build these events, and uh, you know, hopefully, we're on the right track of continuing to see that growth, or continue to see that growth. No doubt, it is cool stuff. It really, truly is. I saw the entry list for tonight's High Limit Series, and I saw a young man by the name of Caleb Johnson on that list. How's your boys' racing going? Oh, it's, uh, he ran his first 410 Nationals this past week, and uh, that was, I think, deemed a success. You know, he's had his up and ups and downs this year, uh, had some motor issues early in the year. I think they've got them figured out. And, uh, you know, right now, he's, he's, I think he's got his confidence back, and that's been the main thing is just he's been beat down because of, you know, just little things that have happened, whether it's, you know, crash while, you know, racing at Houston and having a blown motor. But that's part of racing, you know, and, he went through last year and really didn't have any of those issues. So it's, you know, it's just a learning curve to to learn how to deal with that and, and make the best of it. But, uh, you know, I think things are looking up for him. And like I said, he had a really good uh, 360 nationals and really strong competitive 410 weeks. So, uh, yeah, he's looking forward to this week. A lot of racing coming up, but, uh, you know, he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, it's the nature of the beast. It is a brutal business, that's for sure. My final question, well, I have two more. My my next to last question is, is the penalty <laughs> box stocked and ready? Well, I think so. Um, Beth has done a really good job with that, and uh, Beth Mulsall runs our penalty box there over in Jackson, and uh, I talked to her on the phone last night, so she's uh, – She's, I think she's ready to go. You know, we're we're getting some of Rico's uh, El Bandito or Yankee El Bandito tequila stocked in it, so you wow. might have to look out. You never know what will happen with that. 
<laughs> oh, my God. My God. You have got some great stuff there. That's for sure, folks. If you're going, the penalty box is the place to be. And finally, uh, ticket sales. Where can, uh, where can folks get tickets for the Agco Jackson Nationals? Uh, you can actually buy them online at jacksonmotorplex.com. we still got three-day packages available um, to get all three days at a discount. Um, or we'll also have tickets available at the gate. Our, our box office will open at 4 o'clock every day, uh, Thursday through Saturday this week at Jackson. But uh, there's still a lot of good seats available, and, and fans can purchase them online uh, before they get there if they so choose. Well, Doug, we wish you the best uh, this weekend up there tonight at Houston's and then under the Jackson Nationals. It's such a special event, and uh, we, uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of your busy week to share it with us. So thanks for joining us. We wish you a good week up there, Doug. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you having me on. There we go. Doug Johnson joining us, the GM up at Jackson Motorplex and Husets Speedway. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Schatz and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation. Always appreciate the time with Doug Johnson. Just one of the great, great guys. Yep. I mean, I have enjoyed that friendship. We uh, we were able, we missed it. Our I think this might be our first year we missed breakfast in Daytona. We always do breakfast in Daytona in February. And he was zigging when I was zagging. He was headed out of town <laughs> with our NASCAR schedule being so short now. We don't yeah. have the weekend before. Uh, but I always enjoy the time with Doug. And and, and going back, uh, Aaron, uh, we talked at the top of the show about Kyle Larson coming on Wing Nation. And just he just he just is just phenomenal. He really is. I mean, in in all the success, he's still so humble and passionate and loves the experience of it all. It's not even about, you know, the race. It was about the week with his family and talking about his son. And uh, gosh, I just love catching up with him. Really is good stuff. And speaking of good stuff, we've got a lot of good stuff Mm. on the calendar tonight. Houston Speedway, uh, 40 cars entered. Uh, which is a great, great field of yeah. cars. And I was thinking about what Doug said. And when you take, and I'm not, then uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not committing anybody to the Jackson Nationals. But when you think of guys like a like a Justin Peck uh, that's running the high limits, yep. he will. My guess is probably stick around. Where are you going from there? You yeah. got a twenty five thousand dollars win schedule, race. Yep. And I think it's guys like that. You know, maybe the Sam Hayfordeep Juniors of the world, people like that. Yeah. I think that this Tuesday night deal is going to bolster the Jackson Nationals, and I, 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 I think that's going to be great. So that is tonight the High Limit Series on Flow Racing. Forty cars under twenty three thousand twenty three to win. Um, world of Outlaw Noss Energy Drinks, the forty fifth annual Agco Jackson Nationals, <laughs> Thursday and Friday, ten thousand to win. Saturday, twenty five grand to win. Starts tomorrow with a golf tournament, a hauler parade, <laughs> and a fan fest. With the Fat City All-Stars playing music. (laughs) Go see the Fat City All-Stars. You can go to the penalty box, the beer barn. My gosh, they've got it all. Thursday, Jackson Block Days. Oh, Um, the uh, pancake feed. Man, I'll tell you what, you should have seen this one over here. (laughs) Erin, she was flicking pancakes. She had them babies 40 feet in the air. Yeah, and I even got Ashley doing it the next year. Yeah, and then Ashley was doing it. Yes, exactly. Um, The Jackson Motorplex Hall of Fame 5K Fun Run. I don't know if I missed that if they still go up Ashley Street. Yeah, there's a road right outside (laughs) of there that they went. And my, my memories of that is Ashley Street was just. The longest hill ever. Who made that road, let alone made it part of a run? And my other memory on that is Uh, I'm dying. I'm getting started. I'm just about to the end of Ashley Street. And here comes Darren Pittman just, whoom, going up (laughs) Ashley Street. And I'm like, dude, did you even go down and complete the course? And he went back Uh, and he took a shower and he had lunch with his family. (laughs) And then he came out and watched me finish the race. I mean, I'll never forget. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, Darren Pittman is a machine. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, we, I haven't run in three months. And I, I haven't like, run in three months. It's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you're making up for it right now in this one run. Well, uh, you know what? I, I got to say, I beat both of you. 
Yeah, yeah you yeah. did. Yeah, because I drove up. You stayed. Yeah, yeah you yeah. stayed in the hotel. Ashley Street. Time, I have nightmares about Ashley Street. Um, and I love this, and I and I mentioned this, and I couldn't quite know the Jackson County Friend of the Trails family bike ride. That's neat. I love that too. And Doug talked about that beanbag tournament, live shows before the race, the Jeremy DeWall band after the races each night. It is going to be big, folks. I am telling you, you will not regret if you're on the fence and thinking about going out to jackson whether you're just going out for saturday or going out for the weekend you will it will become a regular stop on the tour it is that good so great stuff all-star circuit of champions friday night in dundee new york at outlaw speedway saturday 10 grand to win at uu to carome sunday 10 grand at sealands grove port royal has the dream race 25 laps twin 25 10 thousand to win each one of those is the greg hodnett classic as they've juggled the schedule around and uh, Aaron, the IRA is at Wilmot and Angel Park. Cornfest at Angel <laughs> Park. That's another one. I love one. those racetracks. I do too. That's another one. Boy, I'll tell you what, we're in a little bit of the, 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 the Knoxville hangover, but uh, there's a lot going on in the sprint car world. Sure. No <laughs> time to, no time to. And, and the thing of it is, is you got one guy that left Knoxville happy. You got some other guys that are like, okay, it was all right. And you got a whole bunch of people who are like, I got to win Houston's on Tuesday night. I've got to win the Jackson Nationals. Yeah. I've got to salvage. I got to pull this thing out of the fire. And we've also got, and one of my policies, one of my protocols, don't talk points till after the Nationals. We have got that World of Outlaw Ooh, point battle. It's close. It is close and it is epic. Yeah. So we have got a lot to look forward to uh, as we roll uh, closer and closer to the fall months. And let's hope we get to double-digit temperatures, for God's sake, around these parts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, like, been brutal. This it summer has, has been, been brutal. This summer. It is nasty outside this, today. It is nasty. I, yeah. The dew point, humidity, that's, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's gross. It just is. I went and ran last night like a I dummy. did, too. And I... Did you really? Yeah. yeah and like, the pace was awful because my heart yeah. rate was, like, through the roof. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's just, it's just, it's brutal. You know, I mean, it's worse than Ashley Street up in Jackson, Minnesota. You imagine, well, yeah, you imagine if we had that heat with that hill? No, we wouldn't. Have, we'd have been calling. We'd have been Ubering yeah. or call Crager and say, Crager, we're taking your us. route up the hill. Like I said, I drove up yes. Ashley Street. Yeah. Ashley Street, yes. I'm telling you, that's a tough drive, let alone Yeah. Run. I mean, I was, I was, the first time I drove up Ashley Street, I was tired by the time I got to the top, let alone uh, ran. Yeah, my foot was hurting from hitting the gas. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. That air conditioning was a little bit too chilly. As I exactly. Yeah. yeah, bless your heart. Exactly. Um, that's our producer, Craiger, chiming in with uh, with useless information. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm all about. I, I'm Mr. Useless, yes. right? Yes. Oh, we have said yes, that for uh, years. No. We have said that for years. In fact, that's what uh, Kendra used to call. No, I'm just busted. <laughs> ah. Good times, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, really, really fun. This week, uh, or by the way, uh, tonight, if you're going to Houston's, uh, Justin Peck will have the souvenir trailer there. Sky's going to have Wing Nation gear. So if you're going to Houston's, uh, grab your Wing Nation gear. You can also go to www.shopwingnation.com. That's shopwingnation.com. Uh, this week, Wing Nation television show presented by Sage Fruit. David Gravel is our guest. It's Wednesday night on Rev and uh, Friday afternoon on mav tv so good stuff and then we drop it on our social media channel saturday morning we'll drop that there so david gravel really fun stuff as well uh aaron and i did that earlier this week there you have it fun stuff yeah good times great show yes indeed we appreciate kyle larson and doug johnson for joining us more important though than all of that thank you for joining us this time on wing nation presented by sage fruit Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches.